for the Indians. One run on, let's see, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. From the Gateway Lounge in Sioux Falls, it's Nobody's Listening Anyway. Here are your hosts, John Gaskins and Matt Zimmer. All right, so what what am I going to rip out of the gates with? What will be the hook of this? How will we captivate people right from the jump? These are things I think about in my head as I drive over here and get ready for this. It is a casual conversation, but it is also something we want to entertain you with. And so I do think about these things. And then I get here, and two things happen. One, are you getting ready for the Iditarod? Are you ready to go uh, with... with Dogs and the, that fleece. The oh, are you about ready to go take a bunch of dogs in the Alaskan wilderness? It's, and it's a very heavy. It, or I should say it's a very warm coat, but it's also very light. So it, it's it's um, it, yeah. No, it looks incredibly comfortable, but for Matt Zimmer, it's a little bit woo. It's a loud. Li- it's a little loud. Yeah, yeah. it's a very fleecy, fluffy, uh, white or light gray thing, and so. I ask this as a compliment because you'd ask me the same thing. Did, did is this Jen's? Did Jen <laughs> provide you with this? No, I've had or this for like four or five years. I've never seen you wear it. Why no. are you wearing it? It's very it's loud. Ten below outside. <laughs> <laughs> like I, said, okay. I like it because it's really light. Like it's it's as light as a sweatshirt, but it keeps you warm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was. I no- fully planned on taking it off when I got in here, but it's so goddamn cold outside that even in the building, I'm still cold. Yes, it's it's like that in a lot of places where I work, where I work out, at home. I get it. It's awful, and then and that's I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about talking about the weather because in general we don't like doing that here. Everybody else does it. We'll let them do it. The other thing was within three minutes of being here. I slapped my, I just, just, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting... spilled an, a full I'm, 16 ounces. I'm talking, yeah. I'm animated, and I spilled a full 16-ounce uh, Tito's and Tito's and water and Sprite Zero. So Susie was very nice and kind about it, but there's been a lot going on. And then we talked a lot about life, so this is going to be a shorter version of the podcast because Matt and I were talking uh, about life and we got carried and away. And because it always takes you 15 minutes to get your computer turned on. That is, but, uh, <laughs> and I don't like that, and I'd like that to... That one isn't your fault. The I'd like to, Im- well, is. I'd like to improve upon that and make it safeguarded. You could work I, on your punctuality, too. Well, I, I yes, I could. That, these are all very true things <laughs> that I cannot deny. Uh, but otherwise, the those of you listening to Nobody's Listening Anyway will get... Uh, from this point on, about uh, 22, 23 minutes of content, maybe more for Lucky, and that's fine. Don't need to go an hour every week. Um, the, and, and, but it, seriously, it was interesting to, well, what's the hook and what can we talk about this week? And uh, this is something you and I have not talked about. You don't like talking about what we're going to talk about. There's the fact that uh, there's this big plot of land near uh, the river in downtown Sioux Falls that uh, the city's kind of like announced today, hey, we want to we take the next big leap as a city. What are we going to do with this land uh, where that McDonald's on 10th, near 10th and Cliff is? Um, the old Sears, as you said. Well, it'd be great if the Canaries had their ballpark there. That's about the only place we can think of for it if they ever move downtown. So we could talk about that. I could ask you, and we could have a discussion about, is Patrick Mahomes infringing upon your distinction of Aaron Rodgers being the most talented quarterback of all time? Because I certainly think he's, uh, I, I th- certainly think he's in that sandbox. 
Uh, there's Bob Young. You wrote a great column about him. Like you, I didn't know him very well. I knew him even less than you did. Uh, but SiouxFallsLive.com, I don't know. And then there's uh, and then there's Summit League Basketball, which we keep putting off every week. Well, you know, Oral Roberts is running away with it, and who cares about Oral Roberts? <laughs> Certainly not us. All right. I mean, okay, so well, do you want to roll with that? Because I could ask you if, I mean, there's Oral Roberts and the Jacks. They could meet in March at the Summit League Tournament where it's the only time that matters. Yeah, that's the nice thing, and Hendo has – tacitly acknowledged that, okay, this is going to be one of those years where all that really matters is the Summer League Tournament, partly because they haven't played as well as they want to. I think they're 12 and 11. Partly because Oral Roberts is so good. And also, you know, the Jacks have, we knew going into the year, you know, Baylor moves on, Doug Wilson graduates, uh, Noah Friedel transfers. That was going to be tough to deal with to begin with. Well, then... Luke Apple might have been their leading scorer this year if he was healthy. He had a 40-point game last year against Oral Roberts. He's out for the year with an injury. Uh, now, Charlie Easley's been gone for over a month. Uh, I think he's going to come back pretty soon. But he's one of their most important players, the former Husker point guard. And uh, now Alex Arians has left the team for personal reasons. Um, I don't think it's quite necessarily the same as the Noah Friedel situation from last year, but we don't know when Alex Arians is coming back. He's a five-year starter um so they're playing with seven guys you know and three or four of them are freshmen uh they won at kansas city last night that's a that's a nice win any win for them right now is a good win but the long story short oral roberts is by far the best team they're probably going to run the table they're going to be the number one seed in the conference tournament but if the jacks can get the two seed you never know what's going to happen in sioux falls exactly they always will have that advantage they'll have that home court uh, I don't think it probably is going to be enough this year, but who knows, especially if Charlie Easley comes back, if Alex Arians comes back, if Matthew Morris picks it up in the second half, and Zeke Mayo's playing like an MVP. So I would never rule him out. One game, seven or eight or 10,000 Jacks fans. Absolutely. Beer is involved, uh, national TV. We've seen it before. It could Absolutely. happen again. Uh, who knows what's going to be going on with Oral Roberts. Are they going to maintain this high level of play? Or are they going to suffer an well, injury or I was going to say, or an injury yeah. could obviously de de derail uh, yeah. them too. Uh, but is that really all there is? But is, it, is that literally almost all, any, all there is to say about Summit League basketball? On the men's side and then on the women's side, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. SDSU is 11-0. I think NDSU is in second place at 7-3. and Jacks are probably going to go up to Fargo yeah. and beat them on, on Saturday and essentially clinch the conference by that. So yeah, and for same US, thing. And for USD, struggles. Both, both men's and women's, I think the, the men are banged up, right? And they just got destroyed by Oral Roberts yeah. last night, and they're losing a lot lately. They're I mean, they were obviously dead tired from being on the road, and yeah. Oral Roberts was feeling it. But um, we'll see. I mean, USD, yeah, they have been, been dealing with some stuff, and – you know, not just injuries. I mean, geez, you know, one of their players got arrested and kicked off the team. Their coach, you know, suffered a very serious injury in the middle yeah. of the season. And, I mean, every, it's kind of hard to, to judge them for anything, really. We'll see what – I still think they have, you know, the, the makings of a good team there if they can ever put it together and, you know, go a week without something bad happening to them. Uh, but so far, they've it's just kind of been a tough go for them. Yeah, it's almost – what can you do? It's right. almost like a black hole type of season. I mean, just the coach thing alone is like, wow, goodness. Like, what next? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, so I feel sorry, basically. There's, but there's, there's little much else to say. And then the women are clearly rebuilding, and uh, too early to tell if that's gonna, what, what, what will materialize from that. I don't know. I think they're doing fine. You know, yeah. I think Kayla Carius has has looked good in her first year as a coach. I think you know the way they responded to getting absolutely a 
embarrassed by the Jacks in that game. Immediately went out and won three games in a row after that. Kind of surprised how they sort of laid an egg the other day against St. Thomas at home. But, you know, they're a rebuilding young team with a rookie coach. You're going to have days where you have a head scratcher and lay an egg. So um, it's a rebuilding year for them. Grace Larkins is one of the best players in the league. It's not going to be long before they're right back up there, I think, as at least the second-best team in the league, if not right up there even with the Jacks. All right, back to the men. North Dakota State comes in on Saturday to Frost. Mm -hmm. uh, what is that? They, uh, the Jacks are at UND on Thursday night before that. Host UND. They host UND. Okay, yeah, yeah the women are at UND on yeah. Thursday. Okay, and Bison are hanging around three or four seed, right? Uh, Bison are every year, you know, oh, God, Bison lost everybody. How are the Bison going? Dave Richmond's a good coach. They always find a way, and it's the same thing. I mean, SDSU and NDSU this year are kind of a little bit of a mirror image in that they're two teams that are kind of trying to rebuild on the fly, but they have a good coaching staff in place, a good culture in place. They always find a way to put it together. Both those teams are going to be in the mix at the end, and Saturday's game should be really fun. I've said it over and over and over again. For as much as we make a big deal out of the Dakota marker rivalry, and obviously it's a bigger deal just because of all that goes into it, the, the basketball rivalry in men's basketball between SDSU and NDSU is so good. I always love covering that game, and I will be there on Saturday, and I can't wait. Yes, because I do care, and I am interested, and Summit League Hoops is part of this broadcast. Uh, I was also asking you that because I uh, Gilbert's out of town with our son. They're going to the Twin Cities. And, uh, Are you I, asking me if you can come with me to the uh, game? No, no, no. Well, <laughs> is it, uh, first I'll ask if it's worth going to. Sounds like that's a yes, because Frost Arena is a great atmosphere no mm -hmm. matter what, especially on any given Saturday afternoon. But, yeah, I was thinking either uh, maybe with you uh, traditionally if I could find myself a seat uh, again, and they're usually good to me about that. Or, uh, or maybe even with Jen. Jen and I go and uh, have a couple pops she before She might the come. Game. We don't have Arthur this weekend, so we had uh. talked about maybe... I'm, go I'm actually going to Vermillion on Thursday night, so I'll cover the, the Bison twice uh, this week. Uh, the Coyotes host them on Thursday. I'm going to go down to Vermillion for that, and then yeah. I'll be in Brookings on Saturday. Yeah, that's a, that's a reminder, folks, that uh, Matt Zimmer's covering a little more beyond the Jackrabbit scope of things now with the new job at SiouxFallsLive.com. Um, okay, because so either – but Jen doesn't usually sit with you on press row, right? If she would go uh, – Sometimes. If oh, she does. Well, because sometimes uh, she'll take photos for us. Oh, this is awkward. Okay, she no, would. It's okay. not awkward. Well, if I'm, if I'm in the third wheel and I'm in the mix here, then uh, – Well, are you going to buy a ticket or ask Hove to get you a press pass? Well, that depends. If Jen goes, <laughs> maybe it'd be fun to sit in the stands with her. I see. And just totally not even give any – and uh, – yeah, and then I get to drive you two drunks home after the game. Yeah. We, we won't be drunks. <laughs> we were well-behaved. By the way, yeah, we finally hung out socially the other night, went out for drinks and, and uh, double-dated with the, the uh, spouses. How was that on a scale of 1 to 10 for you? <laughs> we discussed how that went, and I don't think we should talk about it on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> that makes it sound like it didn't go well. No, it went, it went perfectly well. I thought so, too. Um, Jen was in kind of rough shape the next day, but other than yeah, that, well, right. but she was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. She she's always a lot of fun. All right, well, that to be continued on uh, that. But I mean, I do feel like hey, I do talk about this on a podcast. I should go to a game or two a year, and I can't. Midco Sports did a n nice little feature that I saw five or six minutes on Frost Arena and its legacy. Now that uh, is is any part of New Frost going to be with us next year, 
Whereas the renovation not supposed to be done or any part of it. No, it's going to be, be done really in time felt. for next season. I believe it is. Okay, that's why they. They've did already it. started on it. So they did this montage. I saw it on Midco Sports. I could be wrong about that, media. but I'm pretty sure the plan is for it to be ready for next season. They talked to everybody: Aaron Johnston, uh, Nancy Nieber, 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 Nieber. Thank you. Um, you know, Hendo, Scott Nagy talked about. You know, they really? got Scott Nagy to talk about oh. coaching at Frost Arena. Uh, how he goes other places in his conference now at Wright State, and people and people know about uh, the mystique of Frost. How hard it, no one, nobody wants to go play there. Honestly, I, you know, it, it's it's never been a part of my job, and I've never, by the way, been even compensated for gas to ever go to a South Dakota State game. But I will still go because I feel like once a year it's fun. It's more fun because I'm I'm with you, uh, but it is still. Just uh, uh, this this feature made it seem like there really are very few places like this where the seats are that close on top of the court, and it gets that loud. And um, whenever I go there, I think to, you know I grew up with college basketball at Creighton University in Omaha Civic Auditorium. It was fine. It was great. It was quote unquote Division One, uh, but Frost Arena feels like a perfect college basketball arena. It really does. And I hope it feels like they're trying to keep all those elements mm -hmm. with the new design. But I've seen the new design. We won't know till we get there. I'm like, please don't compromise what it has right now. Yeah. I get you have to modernize. As I think it's getting a little long in the tooth. I think it's time. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but but I hear what you're saying. You know, I've never thought Frost was like amazing. Like, oh my God, this is one of the best venues in the country. Uh, I remember being in it a couple times in the Division Two era. And being like, okay, this is another college, Division Two college basketball arena. And then when I, the first time I came there in the Division One era, like I got sent to cover a men's game because Terry was covering the women's game on the road or something. And they had put the the center hung video scoreboard in there by then, and some of the like you know tracking lights around it and spiced it up a little bit. And I was really impressed. I was like, holy cow, this is way different than when I was here in the NCC days. And it was better. Um, and I think, you know, like you said, people on top of the on top of the floor, uh, because of the way the seating is structured, I, it can hold, you know, five or six thousand people, but it only takes twenty five hundred for it to sort of feel full, exactly. for it to feel loud. Yes. Um, and that's obviously, you know, it's just they always win there. Uh, I always love going there and and uh, ha have enjoyed it and think it's a great place. But I'm ready. I'm ready for an update. I think it's time. Uh, I think it needs to be modernized a little bit. I hope. I think they should change the playing surface a little bit. I think it, the the yellowing of it it almost looks like it's like yellowing like how a newspaper gets yellow a little bit. I think hmm. they could brighten up the playing surface a little bit. Sitting pretty, Susie. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. that's just my opinion. I don't know if anyone else feels that way, and I can't remember if that's part of the plans or not. Um, you know, the bathroom situation, the, the well, concourses, all sure. that stuff. You yes. know, needs to be done. Um, they want to have luxury suites. You know, that kind of thing. Um, you look at what USD has done with their place. I mean, I think they made the same mistake. Maybe the football SDSU did in football made it a little too big. They have trouble filling it up. But that's a really nice of course. place. I really like the SDSC. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't even really talking about the essence of the clearly needed bathroom renovations and you know concession stands and, and whatever. Uh, more space for the fans to roam, that's obvious. More of once you get in your seat, what the atmosphere is like, the, the way it is constructed, it just... Uh, you know, the, the way the sound of the band just bounces off of everywhere mm -hmm. and uh, just how loud it gets. It it's, gets very loud in there. It's hard to match it. I think I don't think it's a coincidence that they've, they're consistently still either number one or like the top five. Like a 90-something winning percentage there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like one of the best home, literally, on, with literal record, 
one of the top home uh, advantages in the country. All right, um, let, let's uh, maybe we could save Mahomes and the Super Bowl stuff for next week. I don't know. I mean, uh, it was it was a controversial game with the Chiefs. How do you feel about this Super Bowl matchup? Are you excited about it, Chiefs Eagles? Does uh, it pique your interest? Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. The Eagles yeah. are really, really good, and Chiefs are too. I mean, Mahomes is it's it's weird. Like, I feel a slight connection to Pat Mahomes, and that I knew his dad. You know that he used to spend time in Sioux Falls but I don't root for him a whole lot and in fact I've found myself starting to get a little sick of him and it has nothing to do with Mahomes he seems like a great dude I'm in no way like rooting against him but he was so good so fast and his style of play is so unique how he sort of plays foot or plays quarterback like a point guard sort of with the no look passes and doing mm-hmm. stuff on the run and I almost get tired of it because it's just like, dude, I get it. You're awesome. Like, and I, I'm not, again, this isn't criticism. It's just like, I get so tired of watching Pat Mahomes just carve people up week after week after week. You can't tackle him. He's never down. He can make any throw. I don't like watching the Chiefs because I feel like they're never going to lose. Every time they lose, I'm surprised. Uh, and I've never liked the Chiefs much. Either way, that has nothing to do with Mahomes. You've been fairly indifferent to the Chiefs. Yeah, I, yeah, I've never you know liked or disliked him really. Yeah. And again, it, it, I'm certainly not saying I'm rooting against Pat Mahomes, um, but I just get so tired of how consistently amazing he is to the point that it's not amazing anymore. You know, he just does the same shit every single week. And again, I'm surprised every time they lose. I'm like, how did you beat them? How did you ever make them punt? And it's because like, of him. I, it's know. mostly because of him. Yeah. I mean, by now we've figured that out. The, he can do it without Tyree Kill. He can do it with yeah. Travis Kelsey banged Absolutely. up. He, he can do it on one leg, which he did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if anything, that game, and I'm sure you watched, I mean, shows you that uh, early in the Jacksonville game, he was making his normal alien Patrick Mahomes play, sidearm throws and scrambling away from a surefire sack, which almost no other planet quarterback on the planet could escape from. And then almost immediately, bang, ankle gone. He had to sit out a while. And then he proved in that game. And then... 326 yards, two TDs, no interceptions, 105 rating, bad ankle, a couple of his top receivers out, Kelsey banged up, and he and he proved it, and he, and he had the he did not have the ability to make these magical escapes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yet he still did it. So that should prove a little bit of uh, add a layer to it, to where maybe perhaps he could actually enjoy that more because his magic was taken away. You're not saying you're tired of him because of how much everybody loves him. Everybody no. loves him for obvious reasons. It just gets. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's just poured on thick. And it was, okay, so it was poured on thick partly because uh, people thought the refs uh, screwed the Bengals and, 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 and vaulted the Chiefs into the Super Bowl. I, I, of course, I'm a Chiefs fan. It's hard for me to be subjective. I've, I've, I've tried to um, absorb some commentary on this from objective people. Mm-hmm. What's your thought on it? Then I'll give mine. Well, I should... Stipulate, I didn't even watch the whole game. I watched part of it. I mean, Arthur was home. He didn't want to watch football. I wasn't that invested. So there were times the game wasn't even on TV in my house. Yeah. Um, I watched the end. Um, I did make a comment on Twitter that I wish they hadn't thrown the late hit flag on the last play of the game. Um, But that, you know, that was really not that consequential of a, you know, I'm not like, oh, my God, I can't believe they threw that flag. I just didn't really like it. Um, I get so tired of people complaining about officiating in the NFL 
and especially people who are like, oh, it's rigged or it's staged oh or you know, like, then don't watch. I did a poll you know. after the game, 160 plus. Uh, it was at 50-50. Do you feel like the oh refs uh, rigged the game? For if the you Chiefs? really like, if you really believe that, why are you watching? Yeah. You know, but uh, I guess I guess pro wrestling is popular, so maybe yeah. that's the, your answer. Uh, Chiefs had the better quarterback performance that day. They had, they had fewer mistakes. They had a touchdown, if not two, called back, and an interception called back. Uh, Joe Burrow threw a fourth-quarter interception. I mean, I, I don't know what you needed to see else watching that game. It was closer. It was right down to the wire, and it was right down to a field goal that was kicked partly because of the penalty, which, by the way, I thought was legit. Uh, it was legit. I just the you Chiefs. Know. The Chiefs. No, I know. I'm not arguing with you. I'm saying that I'm arguing with people who thought the refs rigged the game. Were there some calls in Casey's favor? Sure. Is it really that much better for the NFL to have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl than the Bengals? That's the thing. I don't What's think the, so. I mean, you got Joe Burrow on the other side. I, the I first time I started hearing conspiracies about pro sports being rigged was in the NBA when David Stern was the commissioner. There was all this. Oh, they're. David Stern wants to make sure a, a late major market is always in the finals. Yeah. You know. Like, the Knicks would somehow get a higher pick in the lottery than they deserved, and you know, I, I, you know, I'm a Timberwolves fan. I remember in the '04 playoffs, Wally Zerbiak got called for a foul against Kobe Bryant. They showed the replay; he literally did not touch him. Like it sure looked like the referees were, at the very least, felt pressured to make calls that helped the Lakers. And even then, I remember thinking, like, come on, like the commissioner is telling the refs, make sure the Lakers win because the last thing we want is to have. Minnesota in the conference finals. I mean, I don't know. The all-timer, of course, is the Lakers. But, but I didn't finish the thought, Sorry. though. Okay. At least in that case, the theory had some you, – you saw where the theory was coming from. If Minnesota makes the finals, one-tenth as many people will watch it as if the Lakers do. So the NBA is motivated to want the Lakers in the finals over the Minnesota Timberwolves. I still don't believe that conspiracy was taking place, but that was a plausible theory. Yeah. You just said it yourself. How does the NFL benefit – from getting the Chiefs in the Super Bowl over the Bengals. Does that, what, I don't. The Bengals would go back to back. Joe Burrow's not as electric as Patrick Mahomes, but he certainly is a big star. a pretty big friggin' star, yeah. 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 Um, so there's that. Uh, we'll, we'll put the Mahomes greatest ever, most talented ever discussion on hold for next week. Bob Young, read Matt's column on Bob Young, SiouxFallsLive.com. Speed drill to the end. Because um, we have a we have an announcement about the podcast that I want to make that we could probably have more time to dive into next week, but um, yeah, the the, the city of Sioux Falls had a, I thought it felt like a bizarre. I didn't even see the press conference. I thought the fact that they were having a press conference was bizarre. In general, they want some public input. The mayor was there. Uh, they want some public input about this big plot of land. It's a giant parking lot with the Health and Human Services building, which I guess used to be the Sears building on the east side of the Big Sioux River. Crossing the pool. Uh, and it's right over by the, it's on the same property as the Drake Springs pool over there, 10th Street. Um, Canary's officials were there. Canary's officials would like a downtown ballpark in Sioux Falls. They've been public about that. They want to move the team downtown. They're hoping that the public wants, uh, wants the Canaries there. That's also, not really downtown, though, is it? Once you're on the other side of the bridge. I think the whole point of this press conference was to say this is downtown. We we're outgrowing downtown. We want to extend downtown. Across the We've bridge. already done it at the 8th and Railroad District, which is two sure. blocks over from this whole area. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Canaries, not that that's necessarily what you're making this about, but I kind of they, know. Okay, well, they want a new ballpark however they can get one, and they should take one however they can get one, if no, they, they can get they one. They definitely went downtown first and foremost. Well, I was going to say. And this has been the target. This but, but I mean, would this meet their their requ their request, I guess? Because if you're on the other side of the bridge, you're not getting walk-up traffic. 
Canaries games. No one is walking from, you know, any of the bars downtown. No one's walking from those places all the way down over the bridge and over to the ballpark. I, I, I see the look on your face, so and I know you know Sioux Falls well. So you're kind of in the same scenario that you were before. I, from what I've heard, just from what I've overheard, there's plans to make sort of a sort of a walkway type of I mean, They're looking to refurbish the connection between the two. And I don't know if they're going to bring more businesses and buildings to make downtown of the. I mean, other you still side take it because even if even if you got a new you even if you got a new stadium on the same site you have it right now, yeah, it's just an outdated. You need a new stadium, of course, if you're going to continue if you're going to keep pro baseball in Sioux Falls. That place, the Birdcage, has become decrepit now. Um, so you take any new stadium you can get. It's just that that defeats a little bit of the idea about you know walk up traffic and being part of that downtown scene or whatever. I mean, parking will be a part of this plot of land, so it's, there will be places for people to park. Uh, you don't build a stadium without some parking with right. it and probably a ramp. And who knows how much real walk-up traffic a Canaries game is going to get on your average Friday night. I would not it's not underest- Major League Baseball. I would say a far more, because it's, it's not oh, a lot Oh, there'll be now. more, but I'm just saying say as, opposed, as opposed to, say, like, the Twit. Like, there's obviously people in downtown Minneapolis who are like, hey, let's walk over to the Twins game. Because it's Major League Baseball. Yes. I don't know as many people are going to do that for the for minor league baseball. Uh, we, more we, than are doing it now, yes. Yes, because so many more people than 10 years ago, even five years ago, lived. There's so many more apartments and condos and mm-hmm. buildings, and that's where a lot of people live. That's where some really rich people who live in other places still, I'll, I'll have a place to stay when I come to Sioux Falls. And most of these people are full of money. They're empty nesters for the most part. They don't have kids. They're looking for things to do, and this adds something for them to do. And a nice night at the ballpark seems like a pretty cool thing to do. Uh, there's a lot, so there's a lot more built-in walk-in traffic than well, just other people driving to yeah, downtown. But to uh, downtown. targeting rich, childless people over families—that's that's a strategy. Th- well, I th- th- and I'm not enough. saying you said that's what the strategy is. I don't think it is. I'm telling you that th- that could increase the walk-up viability of of the Canaries, and also for young young people who are out of out of the town, want to have a good night, young professionals. They want to make, and actually I texted with my bosses, because most people know I work for the Canaries about this today, and they wanted to make sure, because I said that there was going to be other options for that space that the public could uh, have opinions about. One of them might be soccer fields, where, okay, that's a good, that's a use of space for anybody and everybody to access, right? And I certainly hope the Canaries have a product that will be affordable to most, if not all, people in Sioux Falls, and that will be a good plot of land, not just for people who can afford to go to ball games and have a night on the town. And the uh, and one of the top officials with the Canaries told me, just to let everyone know, our ownership group is vested in Sioux Falls baseball and the growth of the community as a whole. We want to be a part of the project, believe baseball downtown makes sense, and a stadium can provide year-round activity and revenue. And baseball will be, be a big part of it, but not all of it. We'll just, we'll just leave it on that. The last thing we got to do is um, hurry up! I gotta go and I gotta pee. Like these other topics, we might expand more next week. We are now uh, we're now part of a new platform. We've extended the, the uh, nobody's listening anyway umbrella to an outlet called Pull Tab Sports. Uh, we have somebody else who is going to distribute our podcasts, and also we have a writing home. Um, I've signed up to do columns for. A, Pull Tab Sports. It's a bar stool sports like website, and it is a place for people who, certainly, if you're a hockey fan, if you're a Minnesota Wild fan, it's got a podcast that the Minnesota Wild have adopted as the show that they put on in the arena 
after Minnesota Wild Games because it's such an entertaining yet topical show uh, about the Minnesota Wild. Jimmy Olander just started his Sioux Falls Stampede Hockey Podcast. It'll be on Pole Tab Sports. It's a kind of upper Midwest regional Wisconsin and Minnesota thing that's extended into South Dakota. And, Matt, they wanted us to... Uh, to lead things off, to bring them into the Dakotas as uh, as part of their network. Awesome. So. I'm so excited. <laughs> and you got to go. That sounded condescending. I didn't mean it that way. It did. No, I didn't mean it that way. I'm uh, glad. Awesome. Uh, PollTabSports.com. We'll have more about this. Uh, there's going to be a press release. You'll find it on our social media. We have to start, like, reading ads on the air, right? Not quite like that. I mean... We should. I mean, geez, it's the least we can do. Well, good. Now that you understand that, it might happen. But uh, they want it to be entertaining, and you've got to go take a piss. Okay, I get it. Matt's going to take a piss. <laughs> uh, so, not much, has changed. not much is going to change about the podcast, though. We are still doing this at the Gateway Lounge. Uh, it is still going to be a conversation that we would normally have without microphones on. Uh, and we will be uh, giving you the chance to know about the fun that is up there at PullTabSports.com. But uh, I, the, uh, the, the investors who have hired us and taken us under their wing at PullTab Sports have made sure that they don't want uh, <laughs> us promoting other things on its website, the podcasts and the columns and the fun and the humor, uh, sports, pop culture, entertainment of PullTabSports.com. They do not want our podcast to be compromised uh, with us reminding people of all of that. So there's your little taste. Not much will noticeably change. And uh, certainly not the clunky way I always seem to take this podcast home. We'll talk next week. Why are you laughing? That was a terrible outro. Fuck you. Guys, you know, round drinks? Yes. Yeah.